Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Food Heals Podcast, Episode 262. You have a story to tell. Get out there. And if your why is big enough, it's going to set you into action. I really learned to own my story, share my story unapologetically. Own your own transformational experience and put that out in a authentic way. Being authentic and vulnerable and just sharing whatever has happened with me, it's helped people feel like they could connect with me and feel better about whatever it is that is going on with them. When we go through something, we can share about it with a lot of authenticity and confidence, and that's where that confidence begins to become our own. Just the fact that we've been through it can help others give themselves permission to go for it. So stop talking yourself out of it and get into action, pick up the axe and take a swing and let's see what happens. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben & Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today, we're covering transformational tools to design your dream life with three mega manifestors. Adam Shibley, Laura Powers, and Gabby Bernstein. And yes, they have all been on the show before, but I just had to bring them back because what I know about all three of them is that they have truly designed the life that they envision for themselves. And I wanted to get their tactical tools so that we could all use them to design the life that we are dreaming of. So first up is Adam Shively, who created a five-year plan to completely transform his life. He overhauled his lifestyle. He lost 100 pounds. He created his dream family, business, and life. And now he helps others do the same. Then Laura Powers is back to talk about the tools that she used to lose 40 pounds, change her diet, change her career, write seven books, seven people. I can't finish one, and I have a book deal. She wrote seven, and now she makes a living traveling the world, goes wherever she wants. It's the dream. And finally, Susie and I are talking to Gabby Bernstein, my personal friend and mentor and former New York City publicist and party girl turned New York Times bestselling author and go-to guide for the next generation. She was even featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday as a next generation thought leader. And she's the one who literally has given me the tools to become a manifester in my own right. And don't forget that the first video in Gabby's free video training series dropped on Tuesday. That one is about discovering the three steps to own your confidence and get into action now. Today, video number two is live. This one is about discovering the three major blocks to your abundance and how to fix them. So head on over to foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby to watch both videos right now. In the latest video, video number two, Gabby busts the myth that it's not spiritual to earn money for your great work. 
and she teaches her proven process for making your purpose, your profession, how to earn a living doing exactly what you want to do, doing what you love, and the three biggest blocks to your abundance and the three steps that will totally energize you and transform your money mindset. And if you want to know when Gabby's life-changing course that I've taken and love, Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital, goes live, sign up on the mailing list also at foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby. Next up, my interviews with Adam, Laura, and Gabby. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. He's a podcast host, transformation coach, fitness expert, author, and he has a PhD in being a previously heavy dude. He's on a million pound mission to inspire healthy results. And today he's here to give you his transformational tools to design your dream life. Please welcome my friend, Adam, AKA Samantha Shively to the show. <laughs> Samantha is back. Food heals nation. Uh, yes. It's, it's uh, finally, Samantha has returned. To food heals nation. Uh, I'm psyched to be here, Allie. This is—it's always an honor when you tag me in and say, "Let's uh, let's have a little fun on the podcast." So I'm ready to rock, girl. Yes, I loved your last episode, and it was great hanging out with you at Justin Shank's event, Growth Now Movement. And you know, I just remembered how much fun we have, and how great you are for our show, and how much I've learned for you. So I'm really excited to have you back to share even more, delve even deeper with you. Yes, yes, our. Our mojo, when it combines, is is uh, pretty fantastic. So it's uh, it's on. Yeah, we we built some good momentum last week with Justin's event, and now we're just going to carry it right into the earbuds of the listeners. So excited! So you know, the first show that you ever joined us for it was episode two thirty five, Food Heals Nation. Make sure that you go back and listen because it's such a good one. We got really really high download numbers on that one, so we know you enjoyed Adam's story. And Adam, you shared your story of putting together the five-year plan where you lost 100 pounds and you ended up meeting all of your health, fitness, family, and entrepreneurial goals that you had set for yourself. And all you did was declare it out loud. I mean, not all you did, but what you did was declare it out loud every single day what you wanted. So can you just briefly take us back through that process and remind our listeners of your backstory? Yeah, well, I, I love telling this story because I feel like there's a lot of people out there, Allie, that are reaching the rock bottom moments. They're feeling like the world is just beating them down. They feel like they are a crap magnet and they're just <laughs> pulling in all that negativity. Uh, so th the first thing that I want to put out there is that we're going to talk a little bit about the law of attraction, but you can't spell attraction without action. And that's mm. big with what I do. All right. So, you know, I'm going to tell you about this amazing transformation that my life went through, but I didn't just sit and think it to be true. Like I did that and then I started taking action on that. So that's very, very important. I want to put that out there first. So, uh, For sure. like Ali said, uh, I am the PhD, the previously heavy dude, because I used to weigh 327 pounds. Uh, I was just at that rock bottom moment with my, my health, my relationships, my career, just my overall life energy was really kind of circling the drain. And I sat down and a friend of mine passed along the, the secret DVD, the law of attraction. That was my first ever experience with any sort of personal growth at all, other than the, per, the uh, sports illustrated swimsuit edition. That was the only <laughs> reading that I had done previously. Uh, and you know, I would dive deep and I didn't really learn anything. Um, so 
The... Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't. Actually, I read it just for the articles, didn't you? <laughs> I'm like, look at I wonder what, what material these swimsuits are made of. Um, <laughs> so the the law of attraction was it's just like it was an eye opener for me. And it, it was just, you know, it, it was kind of like those old old school cartoons when somebody get hit over the head with a frying pan and just jar them right in, in place. That's what happened to me. And I sat down that night and I mapped out what I wanted to create out of my life over the next five years, what I wanted to manifest over the next five years. And I watched the DVD several times and I kept on kind of tweaking things that I ended up developing this process that I now call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement, because that's what my life needed. Some, some rehabilitation on all fronts. Right. And, you know, some of your listeners, they may be more on like a health journey. They may be more on a business journey or a personal relationship journey. So you can apply this to anything, but I was needing all of it, all of the above, D, D, <laughs> all, all of the above. That, that's what well, I always put all on my related, test. related, right? Like yes. the truth is, it's like if I'm on a weight loss journey, I'm also on a spiritual journey. You know, like it's all interconnected, what we're trying to do in this life. And then what happens is, is once you kind of go on a journey and you see results, then you start wanting to share. And that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. So I mapped out my five-year goals. It started with goals, you know, and then I started thinking about the why behind the goal. And that's something that is huge because a lot of people will go out there and be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, what's the why behind that? And now I make my clients go, I, we try to go seven levels deep. I got that from Dean Graziosi, seven, why seven levels deep? You just keep asking why until you get to the emotional root component of the true why that makes you, mm. you know, tear up a little bit. So with me, you know, I worked on, on all those different goals. I leveled up my why I went as deep as I could. And then I wrote them down as if they had already happened. So I created affirmations. Now I didn't even know what that was back then, but it just <laughs> made sense. Like I, I'm, I just didn't feel good about writing something down and reading it of like, I'm going to try to lose 50 pounds and by golly, I hope it works. Uh, you know, that this wasn't motivational to me. So I wrote right. down, I, I will lose 50 pounds and here's how I feel and here's why I'm doing it and adding all that behind it. And I know, I know you recently interviewed uh, Hal Elrod and he talks a lot about his miracle equation. I was applying a similar concept uh, with my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. So what I did uh, was I mapped all this out. It's all in present tense. It's all positive, no negative words. So even though I wanted to get rid of $40,000 worth of credit card debt, I didn't put the word debt anywhere in my statement because I didn't want to read the word debt over and over and over again. So I focused on abundance, living in abundance Brilliant. instead of having debt. Yeah. So that's, it was, I, at that point I realized that I was a crap magnet and that's what I was pulling in. So I'm like, I don't want to pull in debt. I don't even want to say that word anymore. So I've got the whole thing mapped out. And then I knew, you know, if I have one superpower that I've developed over the years, it's, uh, I talked about this at Justin's event, I implement tenaciously, like I get after it and I don't, I don't, you know, I'm that dog that with the bone, like I do not give it up. And so I decided that I was going to read this every morning and every night out now, out loud with feeling, with passion put myself in that place of where I wanted to be every day, every morning, every night for five years or until every single goal was achieved. So the funny thing is I did this. And like I said, at the very beginning, it was attraction with action behind it. And that was the magic for me 
where, you know, I would, I would start off the day, put myself in that zone and that would open up my eyes to opportunities of saying, okay, now what can I create from this focus that I have for the day? What connections can I make? How can I move the needle, you know, 1% in the right direction by making a connection, sending an email, reading a book, uh, you know, meeting somebody new and the things just started to ping pong and build momentum. And then every evening I would read it again. And that was my accountability. And mm. I, I could not go to bed. I wouldn't allow myself to go to bed until I had done something every day. I had to chip away every single day. And, you know, one of the analogies I give when I, when I kind of teach this topic now is about swinging, swinging the ax every single day. So that biggest goal that you have is a giant redwood tree and it's in your front yard. Your only job is to put two feet on the ground when that alarm goes off, stand up, grab the ax and take a swing every single day. And some days that ax feels super heavy. Some days you take a big chunk out of the tree and some days you swing and miss, but that's not even relevant. You have to get up and you, the, the action step is swinging, swing the ax every day, move the needle in the right direction every day and you'll become unstoppable. So in that five-year period, you know, I lost over a hundred pounds you know, and I helped my hometown lose over 35,000 pounds. I created a business out of this whole boot camp weight loss thing that I was doing. I, you know, got married, started a family, got rid of all my debt, bought a house, paid off a house, uh, you know, all this just insane stuff. And it wasn't because I sat and thought about it, it was because I sat and manifested what I wanted to create. And then I went out and I swung the ax every single day for five years. And I hit every single goal that I put out. I was only seven days late on opening up my official gym that I bought. Uh, so <laughs> that was just a zoning issue. And I was totally pissed too, Ali. I was like, oh my God, seven days. Are you kidding me? I, I, the 327 pound guy dreamt this up five years ago. And you're going to tell me I'm seven days late on the thing that I, <laughs> that I manifested. I just put a, a random date out there and it's just, it's insane that, you know, I was able to achieve all that to the precise level of that date that I put out there. I said it on July 12th, uh, 2007. And then I finished on July 19th of 2012. So it's five years and seven days. Exactly. I mean, uh, I just, I, I've heard this story now from you, Adam, multiple times because of all the events we've done together and because of having you on the podcast. And I still get chills every single time. Well, I mean, I do too. Like this, it's hard to believe it's, it, and it's hard to describe because so much happened and it was so hard. Like, I'm not even trying to say like, you know, that's something that a lot of people come up to me and they're like, Oh, Adam, you know, this was just, it must've been a dream. I'm like, no, this was hard as hell. Like this was the, <laughs> yeah. like the hardest. Let's break hardest, it down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the hardest five years. I mean, just losing a hundred pounds that alone is definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. And you know, it's not easy. You deal with, you know, hunger and cravings and backslides and just the mental game that we all go through. But I came out of that on the other side with so much experience and I've got that scar tissue built into my soul now. And I can, that's why I'm able to help people because I've been there. I know what it's like to sit and, you know, have somebody eating a bunch of cookies around you and be like, no, I, I can't dive into that because I, I'll eat all the cookies and no one else will get any cookies, you know? <laughs> so just having that live experience of that journey, you know, like I said, that's, that's the muscle that's building. And that's why I'm able to help people at the level that I am because I totally understand what you're going through and, you know, the debt. And I love helping people get out of debt and, you know, 
you know, become better entrepreneurs and all this, but I had to go through the grind and, and, you know, just overcome the negativity that we all, that negative self-talk that happens. So this was not a magical journey at all. It's a magical result, but you know, there were a lot of days where I got up and I swung that ax and I completely missed, you know, I just mm -hmm, whiffed mm -hmm. it. But like I said, my focus was, okay, at least I put in the effort. I didn't close, you know, close my eyes, cover my eyes and just hope for the best. I put my two feet on the ground. I stood up, I walk out the door, I swing the ax and that, that consistency, that implementation, that tenacious implementation, if you will, is what got me to move the needle in the right direction consistently every, you know, every single day and boom, five years later, it's a pretty different world. Yeah. I just literally wrote down implement tenaciously. When you said that, I was like, oh, I love this. Like it just sounds <laughs> so powerful. And I remember the first time when um, I started out in like the film business, I was in college and I went to like a casting because we were all um, working on film sets as crew members. We were um, doing all kinds of things. Like everyone in college in my college town was doing this. And I didn't know what tenacity went, meant. I didn't know what it was. I'd literally never heard the word before. And I went to this casting thing. And when I was walking out, um, the guy said to me, do you know the secret to this business? And I said, no, tell me. I'm in college. I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, tenacity. And that moment has always stuck with me because I left that. And that's when I got the, um, the, one of my first ever cool film jobs when I was a stand in, you know, for Michelle Williams, who's now like an Oscar nominated actress, but she was on Dawson's Creek back in the day, but I used to be her stand in. And that's when I got the job and he said tenacity. And that has stuck with me my whole life with, 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 whatever I'm trying to do. I'm like, okay, tenacity, be tenacious. What can you do today? What can you implement today? You know, and I love that concept. So can you take us through some of your tools? Cause I know that you have like these transformational tools and you coin them with the best like titles I've ever heard. <laughs> I love them. So take us through some of those, whether people are trying to uplevel their health, um, transform their business and eat the one, you know, you met your wife and had your children during this time, which I think is incredible. So take us through some of those tools. All right. I'm going to drop some tools on you guys and I'm going to go a little bit rapid fire mode because I want to get as much value as possible. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hook up the, if you guys need to contact me and ask further questions, you know, you can hit me up on Instagram or something. So the, the main problem I'm trying to solve in the fitness world is what I call the black hole of fitness doom. All right. So that concept, and I'll give you a tool off the back edge here. And I was actually thinking today, Allie, like this doesn't just apply to, health and weight loss, like it can apply to business as well. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So cool, cool. The, yeah. bla the black hole of fitness do I want you guys doomed. I want you guys to envision a circle with four connected arrows. The arrow at the top is we start something new and we get some initial momentum. So with weight loss, you start a new diet. You, you do, you go vegan for the first time. And the next arrow to the right is you get some results. It's a new stimulus and your body yeah, yeah. responds. Then the bottom of the circle, that arrow is what I call life happens. You know, we go on vacation, <laughs> we aren't ready for, for, to go on vacation and we blow our, our diet. We go back to what our, our old ways were. And then the fourth arrow is crash and burn. We go back where we started. And this is the fitness journey that most people go on of losing weight, regaining weight, getting momentum, losing momentum. And what we do is we start going, okay, I need a new diet. I need a new fitness program. I need a new personal trainer. I need a new gym. I need to listen to a new podcast host. Oh no. Uh, so we would never <laughs> want you to switch podcast hosts. So 
it's not that top of the circle that we need to be concerned about. It's the bottom, the life happens moment. That's where we are kind of just ignoring that whole area. And that's, that's the hole in the road that we keep on walking right into and blaming our mode of transportation. It's not the mode of transportation. It's the hole in the road. So the, the process I want to give you guys is what I call your danger zone analyzer. So that's your transformation danger zone. That's the hole in the road. It could be vacations. It could be work stress. It could be family stress. It could be nighttime eating. It could be, you know, just any sort of transition. Like right now, as we record this, uh, the school season is ending and it's going into summer vacation time. So just people having their kids go from in school to out of school that shifts Mm -hmm. workout schedules, that shifts meal planning and grocery shopping schedules and schedules get crunched. And all of a sudden, you know, we all have those, those all the good meaning of I'm going to book my personal training session. I just got to re reconfigure things a little bit. And all of a sudden the summer's gone. It's been two months and you didn't do anything. So the danger zone analyzer, what we have to do is, is first be able to identify the danger zone. Think about the last time you had some good momentum going and then you backslid. What was that? What was the thing that happened to you? All right. So you identify it. Then we analyze it. So maybe it's a vacation and you're like, I went on spring break. Everything was going great. I was down 40 pounds, went on spring break. And then, you know, I regained five pounds, but then I didn't go back to the gym for three months because I wasn't motivated. So we have to analyze it. And then the third step of the the danger zone analyzer is you have to identify an action step for the next time that danger zone rears its ugly head. So staying with that same example with the vacation, what I always recommend for people is if, you know, it's not so much the vacation itself. I want you to go on vacation. I want you to have fun. I want you to have health and lifestyle balance, but I want you to get back into it as soon as you set set foot on home base soil again. So the way we do that is you book all of your workouts, you, you know, map out your meal prep, you know exactly what you're doing before you leave vacation for the post vacation plan. So you walk yes. right, in, right into a plan and that way there is no thinking it's already set up. It's automated as much as possible. Uh, you can even order your groceries in advance and all that stuff. So like, it's just happening. It's good to go. So that is, you know, the, the way we escape the black hole of fitness doom is we are able to focus on the danger zones, identify, analyze, and pre-plan ahead. And that's the way we get out and, and crush those things. And I've got a, a workbook that I call the Transformation Battle Plan Workbook. It's a free tool that I give out on my website. And you can you can link to that, Allie, or whatever you want to do. And that has the, the danger zone uh, analyzer right there built in. Uh, and I want to drop one, one other tool on you guys uh, as well. It is uh, inside the workbook Uh, that the workbook is basically a combination of tools. And a lot of people give away, you know, their freebie is like this one page sheet with one tip and one sentence. And it's like, you know, eat vegetables. Like, Oh, thanks. I gave you my email for that. And and, thanks so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is (laughs) this, this PDF is like almost 30 pages now, Ali. It's a growing beast. So, uh, thank you. I I don't recommend printing it out. I recommend getting it online. Let's save some trees. People Uh, don't print out the entire, (laughs) entire workbook. Use your iPad. Um, but the, the cheat bank, and I think we briefly touched on this last time, but the cheat bank formula, that strategy is a game changer because what I realized when I first got into the health biz, um, I, I I thought that my job was to make sure people never cheat on their, on their, their nutrition plan. And Mm -hmm. what I found out was that everybody has some slip ups, myself included every once in a while. And the key is don't beat yourself up about it and don't quit because of it. 
So this tool, yeah. So this tool, I realized people are going to slip pretty much no matter what, you know, 1% uh, of people will just go straight through and be like, I've changed my life forever. I'm never having sugar again. But every once in a while, somebody's gonna have a glass of wine, they're gonna have some dessert. And I encourage that. Like that's part of that health lifestyle balance that I try to help people achieve. So the cheat bank strategy is you look 28 days in advance, you block off uh, cheat meals. I don't book a whole cheat day. A cheat day would consist of several cheat meals. So we, that's the, the, the value that we're tracking is, is the cheat meal. That's the, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the quantity. And so you look and say, all right, I've got a business trip. I'm going to do a, uh, an evening out with my friends from, uh, you know, from Justin Shanks event. Okay, cool. So there's, there's one cheat meal and then it's my wife's birthday and we're going to do a date night. There's a cheat meal. And then, uh, my son is going to a birthday party and I'll have some pizza there or something. So you would book like three or four cheat meals, 28 days in advance. So that's baked into the plan and it's not a crash and burn emotional disaster of you going, okay, I'm paleo can't eat pizza or ice cream. Damn. I had both at the party. Epic fail. I suck. I quit. I'm not going to be healthy for the next six months. And yeah. It's over. You know, yeah, I give up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we've all done that. Let's be honest. Like I've exactly. totally done that. And it's about picking yourself back up and not taking 10 days to do it, to exactly. do it as soon as humanly possible. And then you feel good again. You're like, okay, it's no big yeah. deal. And yeah. I like to honor those moments and be like, okay, I'm going to eat the fucking cake. I'm going to enjoy it because if you eat it with guilt, you eat the ice cream with guilt or like anger or worry, then that's going to affect your body differently than if you eat it joyfully with yep. your family, with your friends at the event, you eat those foods with joy. They're going to affect your body differently than if you eat them with guilt. So find joy in the times when you hash, you know, quote unquote cheat. <laughs> yeah. And some people call them like free meals. They don't like to use the word cheat. And I totally respect that. So whatever you call it, it's just like off plan off the normal, but it's baked into the plan. So what I say is, you know, I don't even like using the, the term on plan or off plan. I'm like, the key is you have a plan, all right? You're, you aren't just randomly dabbling in nutritional strategies. You have a plan. The, the cheat meals, the cheat bank is a part of the plan. You track it each 28-day cycle with the workbook, and then you say, all right, this last cycle, I lost five pounds. I had seven cheat meals, so I've got the recipe that I can live that life of, of seven cheat meals every 28 days and still lose five pounds. Maybe you gain five pounds and you go, okay, the next 28 day cycle, I'm going to cut that back to four cheat meals and see what happens. But it's just self-experimentation. We're not beating ourselves up about it. We're analyzing these, uh, this data, this one data point, and then making small variable shifts. And it's, it's a game changer tool. So the whole workbook is full of transformation tools, but those are a couple of the ones that people tend to really respond well to. Okay. So go to millionpoundmission.com, get your workbook right now, stop what you're doing unless you're driving, <laughs> but we'll put it in the show notes as well. And Adam, can you briefly talk about some tools that you have for following that entrepreneurial journey? Because you and I have a very similar journey where we both had our own health transformations and then we decided to share them with the world through podcasting, through writing, through going to events and speaking our truths. Can you talk about that? And, you know, I think a lot of people don't think that they have permission. And I'm all about, you don't need permission. You give yourself permission. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think we live in a day and age of, it's uh, it's just like the age of learning. People are so eager to learn from somebody 
that has walked the path that they want to walk, right? So whether it's a health journey or a business journey, like I'm looking to level up in podcasting or entrepreneurial space. I'm looking at somebody that's doing the thing that I want to do. And I'm like, do they have courses? Do they have a podcast? Do they have a book? And I'm just, just absorbing as much of that as possible. So we all have something unique about us. And somebody like, uh, like Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about this on his show of like, you may be the expert of like the, the 1984 Atari Pac-Man game and you be the expert that you teach people how to do that. And so it's all, all this quirky stuff, but you mm -hmm. have a story to tell. So if you're somebody that you feel like you, you have a book inside of you or you have a podcast inside of you, it's again, it comes back to the swing and the ax, get out there. And if your why is big enough, it's going to set you into action. And that's the key. It's, it's ready, fire, aim, uh, instead of ready, aim, fire. A lot of people that, you know, you get nervous, like people won't, won't resonate with my story. People won't want to listen to my podcast. People won't want to read my book. Well, you don't know that until you try. So stop yeah. talking yourself out of it and get into action, pick up the ax and take a swing and let's see what happens. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, in my case, it's like, you'll be pleasantly surprised because I went from kind of like a failed blogger where I was writing everything and putting it on a blog and no idea how, you know, I didn't know anything about internet marketing or any of that. And then I started a podcast and everything changed. People were listening. All of a sudden I had an audience for the stories I wanted to tell. So it's about finding the medium that works for you and finding the people who are your tribe because wherever you are on your journey, there's someone that you can help because you have done something that they now want to do. Just like Adam, you did your five-year plan. You lost 100 pounds. You met your wife and had your family. You now are a successful entrepreneur. You have a podcast. You have books. You are very, very, you know, living your dream, speaking. There are people that want to do all of those things. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we're all famous or anything. It just means that there are people who need to learn from us. And so wherever you are in your journey, there's someone that wants to hear from you and wants to go, oh, if they if they did it, I can do it too. Because we look at people and we realize they're a, a, often a reflection of the potential inside of us. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just leave with this this final thought if I can, Allie. I feel like the, the quote-unquote ordinary person's story is so much more important than the fancy person you see on Instagram with 10 million followers that's out there kind of playing a role. Where I could not people, agree more. People resonate with the, the ordinary person, the person that's like, oh, that person's like me. They, you know, they've got a hole in their sock and they posted it on Instagram or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's what we resonate with. And that's one of the things that I pride myself on. I'm like, I'm not the fancy fitness dude in the, the speedo in front of a waterfall filming a podcast. You know, it's, I'm, I'm just the PhD. I'm the previously heavy dude. And I probably deal with a lot of the same stuff that you guys deal with. And I'm out on a mission, not only my million pound mission, but a mission to prove that ordinary people can make an extraordinary impact. And I believe there are thousands of people out there listening right now that are quote unquote ordinary, but you have something extraordinary inside of you and we need to get it out there. I love that so much, Adam. Thank you so much for being here. Last, last thing, where can everyone find you online? Uh, just go millionpoundmission.com and, and connect with me from there. I'm Million Pound Mission on Instagram. I love Instagram, so send me a DM. And everybody that sends me a DM from this show, I will send you a personalized voice message back. It'll be me talking to you with the big podcast voice uh, just because I love to connect at that level. Yes, and if you need a sexy voiceover, you are available for that as well, right, Adam? Yes, yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Adam. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. Well, I love Adam's story, Food Heals Nation. So just be thinking about, you know, this is what I do. Like what tools can we add to our toolbox to start making the transformations that we want to make? And I love how Adam declared out loud every single day, everything he wanted to achieve as if it had already happened. So there's no future tripping. Like one day I will blah, blah, blah. Cause that's, that's not, that's not being present. So we want to be present. And if you say it like it's already happened, it's like the universe conspires for that to happen. Right. I, I, I don't know how it works, but I know it works. And I love the way he did that and how he achieved all his goals in the time limit he had set for himself. Okay, maybe a few days over, but that's okay because he's just, you know, the fact that he did this is a testament to the power of manifestation. And I know the fact that he did it. I know I can do it and I know you can do it, Food Heals Nation. So this is a tool that I've started practicing in my daily life. I, I made my own goal list and I read them out loud every morning and every night and things are already starting to shift. So what what can you start right now? You know, another tool in my toolbox are the incredible trainings from Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital, where Gabby, who we're going to talk to in a little bit, teaches us how to gain the confidence and the tools that we need to live our highest purpose, truly make an impact and earn money for the great work that we're doing in the world. So this is not about doing what you love and living in poverty. This is about doing what you love, making an impact, helping others and getting paid for it. And there's no shame in that. So it's really about manifestation too. It's like letting go of the blocks that are holding us from being living in our truest, highest, you know, most abundant selves, our truest, highest purpose. I hope that's making sense. And since taking the course, I really manifested some pretty amazing things that I could not have imagined or dreamed of before. You know, I remember where I was when I took Spirit Junkie Masterclass. I had started the podcast. I was just starting to use my voice as a tool to get my message out there, but I had no idea what was possible until I took this course, which gave me the permission that I was looking for to go to the next level with my story, with my voice. And now I've manifested incredible things like speaking gigs across the United States and in the UK, Italy, France. Even Australia last year, I was speaking on stage in Australia and I was like, I remember being like, how, how did I get here? But I manifested all of it. I'm not special. I'm not different. I never took a public speaking course in my life. I just had a story that I wanted to share. I believed in myself and I submitted myself to speak. I networked and I believed. And that's how I've created the life that I now have. But this life didn't exist before Spirit Junkie Masterclass. I've just manifested so much. Um, one of the most recent things I manifested, which I'm still I'm still on cloud nine from, I, I almost can't believe it happened, but it did. I, I still haven't fully processed this, but my film was accepted into the French Riviera Fest at Cannes during the Cannes Film Festival, where I was also speaking. So I'm manifesting double time that I have to be in France for this film festival, right? And I finally got to see the results that I had poured five years of my life into making a film that I always had excuses about why I couldn't finish it. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough good healing stories to include. I don't have an editor. I couldn't edit it myself, even though I'm a trained editor, I couldn't do it because it was too close and personal. So that was my excuse. And I finally did it. You guys, this 
movie that I put my heart and soul into. It's called Powered by Plants. It's 30 minutes and it's about my life story, uh, what I went through losing my parents and then, um, you know, interviewing their family and friends and a testament to who they were. It's, it's just really honors their legacy. And then my journey of moving to LA and learning about juice fasting and meeting all these people who had healed themselves. I think I'm going out here to do narrative films. And I ended up in this documentary filmmaking world, interviewing people who had these miraculous healing journeys. This is before I started interviewing people for the podcast. And then I sat on that footage for years, you know, and I didn't do anything with it because I didn't think it was good enough and I wasn't ready. And finally, I declared to the universe, I am ready for this film to be seen, right? I started talking about it out loud as if it had already happened. It had already been in theaters. Then all of a sudden, I'm telling you, before I knew it, I was at Cannes. My film was in the theater and there was people in the audience watching and it was it was so surreal. It was like a dream. It was like something that I had done in my deep meditations had finally come to fruition, had finally come to reality. And that's something I manifested. And, you know, all of this can be traced back to the teachings that I originally learned in Spirit Junkie Masterclass, which is if you believe it, you can achieve it. And it sounds so simple, but you have to do the deep work to get there, which is what I did. And that's what, you know, Adam did. And that's what Laura, who we're about to talk to, did as well. They overcame the blocks that were holding them back from achieving their dreams and from living the life that they wanted. They learned manifestation tools and practiced them on a regular basis. It's not like the secret that simplified things that just said, oh my gosh, I cross my fingers and I dream of a car and a car appears. You know, it's too simplified. That's not how it works. You really have to do the deep work and you really have to make it a practice. And then what you want will appear. And I can say that from experience because it's what's happened to me and it's what's happened for the guests on today's show. So yeah, I think I just went off on a rant and I apologize, Food Heals Nation. I hope it was helpful, um, but I've really started turning into a manifesting machine. So I think I just want to put it out there that whatever your goals are, you can do it too. If your goal is to get healthier, to lose weight, um, to change your career, to start a family, they're all within your grasp. Anything we want is in, is within our grasp. We just have to believe it. And, you know, I've taken the lessons I learned in Spirit Junkie Masterclass taught by Gabby Bernstein and implemented them. And next week on the podcast, I will let you know when Spirit Junkie Masterclass goes live. But in the meantime, you can go right now to foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby and you can get on the list and you'll be the first to know. And right now you can also watch Gabby's second video or videos one and two in the free training series. And now I'm talking to Laura Powers, whose transformational tools are next level. Roll it, Roxy. After experiencing a life crisis in which she was unemployed, going through a bad divorce, and physically ill, she decided to make major physical and spiritual changes in her life, and that's when everything dramatically transformed for my next guest. Please welcome Laura Powers. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's always so great to connect with you. I know. We just got back from Cannes. We have so many stories, but we'll try to keep it <laughs> focused for you, Food Heals Nation. <laughs> it was pretty epic. I'm already missing it. <laughs> I know. If we sidetrack, we apologize in advance. It's yes. probably going to happen. 
<laughs> um, so Food Heals Nation, Laura was just on episodes 260 and 261. So make sure you check those out to get her backstory. Um, but Laura, you do have an amazing story. You lost 60 pounds. You completely transform your life. Now you're this celebrity psychic, a model, a writer, an actress, a singer, a producer, and a podcaster. So take us through how did you design your dream life? So I think it's it's uh, was kind of a process. So I used to have very traditional work. I worked in higher education. I worked at the president's office of the University of Colorado and was working up uh, kind of the ladder. And I was um, became a manager when I moved over to the Alumni Association. And I remember taking a look around and just looking at my trajectory and where it was going to go and realizing like if that's where I was going, it just wasn't that interesting to me. Um, it meant a lot of hours and um, just kind of making your life your work. <laughs> mm-hmm. your, excuse me, your work, your life. And so at that point, I already was like, oh, I think I, I think I want to do something different. And then the recession happened. My whole life kind of fell apart. I got a divorce. And I went to China and I taught English for a year. Mm-hmm. And that was really just because I just needed something, you know, the economy was booming there. I'd always wanted to go have that uh, abroad experience. And when I got there, I was like, wow, this is amazing, except for my job. <laughs> and, and that was really key. It was important for me because it was at that point that I realized, you know, I think I want to just not have a job in the sense of I want to do what I want to do and kind of build a life around that. And so when I came back from China after having that year abroad, um, teaching English and, and traveling, I started my company and I didn't even really know what I was doing. I literally, you know, purchased a domain name and started sending emails and I started my podcast. I wasn't even working as a psychic yet. Like I had taken classes and was kind of dabbling with it on my own, but I wasn't a practicing psychic yet. And I just thought, okay, I just, I want flexibility. I want to be able to travel. I want to work wherever I am. And it just kind of gradually built it from there. Right. And now literally, I mean, we just hung out in Cannes and then you went and traveled the world since I've seen you. Um, So you've created this life for yourself where you just work, travel, you work from wherever you are, you do your calls from wherever you are. And so you have this client base that, you know, enables you to live this life. So can you talk about like how, how people can get to that point? Yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely a building thing. So like right now I'm in Miami. I just arrived in Miami <laughs> and <laughs> I only flew Miami. in from Europe um, a couple of days ago. Uh, so yeah, it's taken me, you know, several years to, to build this, but I think, um, you know, you start somewhere and first thing is setting your intentions and, you know, maybe you go and start traveling to some place that's kind of local, maybe another state or even another city within the state that you are, start making contacts. And I really do believe that wherever your energy is, wherever you are in person, will put your energy out there and you'll start to manifest and, um, you know, make connections in those places. So now wherever I am, I see my, my phone clients. And then wherever I'm going to go, I email my list and say, I'm going to be in this place and, you know, I will, I will book. Um, But you start with, you know, going small and, you know, you start with a small email list and you just keep building as you go. And there's nothing wrong with that. I I think it's very much kind of like a musician going on tour. I mean, there is a certain amount of kind of paying your dues at first and you might, um, you know, do smaller events or smaller things, um, but then it builds over time. 
And, you know, I think talk to us about the importance of networking because you're a great networker. Um, right now, you literally texted me that you're hanging out with someone that we met in France a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So <laughs> tell me about networking and how that helps you build your business. And maybe it helps you couch surf and, you know, find places to stay when you're traveling. It also helps you with your client relationships. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think the building relationships piece is so important in business as well as in life. Uh, for me, the podcast has been a huge element of that. Uh, I host more than one podcast and host podcasts in different interests of mine. And I use the podcast as a way and a reason to talk with people, to get press passes, to build and develop professional relationships. And once you start talking with people, a lot of times other things will go from there. So I have, you know, started with an interview and then ended up working on a project with someone or becoming really great friends. And, you know, you just never know what's going to develop from there. Um, but I do think that uh, so much is about um, building those relationships. Uh, and sometimes it's just a point of contact in a place. I mean, for me, I've been amazed with, let's say I'm going to go to a new city um, out of state, in, out, out of country. And hey, I want to teach a class. I want to do a workshop and see some clients there. Where do I go? It, you know, that can feel overwhelming. Um, but if you have even a local contact and you can ask them, hey, where would be a good place? You know what I do? Any suggestions? And that can be hugely influential and important. So that's happened to me in many, many cities where that one person connected me with a, like a wellness spa or a yoga studio where then I ended up going back regularly to teach classes and see clients and it was really impactful. That's literally creating your dream life. You're just like, oh, I'm going to go teach yoga at this place. So I have an excuse yeah. to go to <laughs> X place, Georgia. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what I do now. So I will um, sometimes have one thing come up. So maybe I just want to go there for fun or maybe I've booked a media appointment or maybe I have one client in a particular city and I book one thing and then I start to build up around it. So let's say it is a client, then I'll contact media while I'm there, um, you know, see if there's any interviews that I can do while I'm in location, you know, see if there's any um, venues that might be interested in having me do a workshop and just kind of build. And so maybe the first visit I don't have as much, but then maybe the second time I have a bunch of things, several, you know, so it grows and just starting out with that one contact or that one thing in a location can still be really important. And talk, this is like the tactical part. Talk to me about yeah. the spiritual part, the manifesting behind it. What are some of the tools that you use to really create this vision for your life? Yeah. So setting intentions is really key. I work a lot with angels, so I believe that asking your angels and spirit guides for help with various things is incredibly powerful. So an example, uh, I'm always asking them to help me with, you know, different connections. And recently, um, while I was traveling in Spain, I got a, a message from a podcast listener saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm in Barcelona if you ever need, you know, a Spanish English translator, I'd love to do that for you. And like, she messaged me while I was in Spain, <laughs> you know, and she didn't know I was in Spain because I decided to go to Spain when I was in France. So I hadn't even posted on my website or emailed or anything at that point. Cause it was so last minute. And so that was totally like a manifesting thing. Cause I've, I've like literally never gotten uh, a message from anyone from Spain from Spain that I didn't already know, <laughs> you know? So you just ask up your angels and spirit guides for help. And then, you know, these kind of magical things will start to happen. 
And what about, um, can you talk to me about the belief? Because I think people get discouraged when they ask for something and then they don't receive it and then they go, oh, well, this doesn't work. Can you talk yeah. to me a little bit about that? Yeah, I yeah, I certainly have a lot of compassion for people when that happens and I understand it. I think the important thing is to not give up, um, to keep asking. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than we think it might. Not always, but sometimes it does. I do believe that manifesting is like a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And yes. you can also like manifest bigger, you know, things as well and also in a faster timeline. Um, when you have practice with it. And then the other important thing is to to keep that request, to have that faith and belief, but also to kind of check in and ask yourself and ask for signs from your angels and spirit guides about whether there's any, if there's anything in your life, um, in your beliefs, in your behaviors, uh, situations, et cetera, which are counteracting or count, you know, contradicting whatever it is that you're asking for. So I believe our minds, our lives, and our energy fields are very much like a Netflix queue, as funny as that sounds. And whatever you say yes to, the universe sends you more of that. Yeah. So yeah. let's say you're asking for abundance, but you're making, you know, a lot of poor financial decisions or um, you're operating out of fear, then you're going to kind of get more of that sent your way. So asking your angels and spirit guides to help you heal, clear, and release any unhealthy pattern or any situation that is, you know, kind of counter acting, whatever it is that you want to manifest and create in your life is really key. Yeah. And another point I think I had to learn this one the hard way um, is like, let's say that you you are trying to manifest or asking the angels or, um, you know, trying to, let's say, lose weight or earn more money. And then you ask for it, you ask for it, you ask for it, you don't receive it because A, your actions aren't in alignment with that. You're spending all your money or you're not taking that gig or um, you're eating all the fast food even though you want to lose weight. So your actions aren't in alignment, but also there's a piece of you don't think you deserve it or there's some yeah. mental block there. So you're asking and asking and asking, but you're not receiving because you don't believe that A, you can receive because of your actions and B, that you deserve it. And I think that is where you have to go and do the deep spiritual work in order for the manifestation to work. Otherwise you go, oh, this shit doesn't work. And I know because I've done it, so I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's This is a definitely a process and uh, yes, that your intentions ask for things within a certain timeline, but yeah, if it doesn't come through as quickly, then yeah, there's some work to do and that's okay. It's, it's doable and worthwhile. So I'll give a personal example. I've been working and doing, um, television stuff for several years now. And actually things have happened for me pretty quickly considering there's some people who work, like try to get stuff happening, like you know, their whole life and nothing ever happens. And pretty quickly I had, you know, some exposure and, and appearances, um, but I wanted things to move faster. And at one point I asked my guides, like, why isn't this happening? I was kind of frustrated, like this should be coming in. And the message I got from them is basically, we're bringing this to you as fast as you can handle it mm -hmm. because I was in some unhealthy patterns and same, you know, kind of power visibility is a magnifier of any, patterns. It basically is like puts whatever you're doing into hyperdrive. So if I got too much of that visibility, too much of that, you know, theme quickly, it actually could have kind of destroyed me. 
um, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so they were like, no, we can't, we're not, we don't want that for you. We want to bring this to you <laughs> at a like more reasonable pace. And when they, they pointed that out and it was like, okay, I totally get it. And so we, we tend to think, oh, like, like it's this external thing when a lot of times there's a very good reason sort of things aren't going to come in because, you know, there are things that we need to shift and it's, it's a protection thing as well. Yeah. And I really, really want to stress what you said earlier, that it's like a muscle and the more you use it, the better you get at it and the stronger it is. And that's been my experience because I think for so long, I wasn't a true believer. And so I was only manifesting at 40%, you know? Um, And so like, if you're not a believer or you have doubts, start small, ask for a feather. And then you'll start seeing like, oh, there's a feather painting or a feather earrings or something like that. And you start, start, it it like starts to confirm like, okay, this stuff works and you start small and then you can build on that instead of asking for a million dollar check to arrive in your mailbox or for you to lose a hundred pounds in the next month. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And to start to see the magic and learn how your angels and spirit guides are communicating with you because they are probably sharing with you. In fact, I know they are, I see you as general terms, like people, (laughs) you know, (laughs) messages that will help them with whatever it is that they're trying to bring in. So if you've asked for something or you're trying to manifest something in your life, they are giving you tons of messages about how to, how to bring that in. I think the other thing that is um, challenging for people is sometimes they get messages that seem completely unrelated to what they've asked for. And so they don't listen. Mm, Um, so one time I, you know, was asking, I just moved to Denver and I was asking for new clients in my new city. Um, and also I had just stopped consulting. So I was brand new with like just having my psychic business as my income. (laughs) So it was like, I had taken that leap and, you know, was trying to, to build it. And, uh, and I got the message to go to this community meeting. Well, I really did not want to go to the community meeting. Like I really wasn't interested in the community meeting at all, <laughs> you know, but I learned that, you know, not to, not to dismiss uh, the, gu- the guidance or the messages that I was getting. So I went and what happened was that one of the people that was on the board for that community event um, became my client and she became a regular client and she referred a bunch of people to me. So, you know, on this, it wasn't what it was really about on the surface, which was going to the community meeting about, it was about someone I was going to meet there. Uh, and you never know. It's you like, never know. Yeah. And so sometimes do you feel like there's, there's something you want to do or an event you're inviting to, and you're like, I don't want to do this, but I'm feeling called to go. Well, there's usually a reason and it's probably not what you think it is. Right. Completely. Yeah. Another example, when I was building my business, um, I feel like this would be helpful for people to hear. I uh, was getting the message to do readings at a local coffee shop and kind of similarly, I was like, I don't want to read at a coffee shop. Like I would rather <laughs> read in private and I just like didn't want to do it. Right. And I, so I kind of resisted it for a little bit, but then I eventually did. I meet a flyer and I put it in the window. Well, the first day that I was going to do readings at the coffee shop, um, the managing editor of the local paper called and asked if he could write a story about me. <laughs> and wow. he did. He came in. I gave him a reading. He watched me give someone else a reading. He took photos. And then, you know, like two days later, it was in the regional paper with like two color photos and a full story about me. 
which oh is God, incredible. Like, you know, that, that got me clients. It got me credibility, visibility, exposure was so important for my business. And so again, it wasn't about giving readings at the coffee shop. I mean, it was, but that was like, that was, you know, the, the angels, I think knew that in advance that this was a, a possibility. And so, you know, sometimes the thing that we have the greatest resistance to is actually our greatest strength and our, our most powerful manifestation. It absolutely can be. That's a great example of that. Um, So in episode 260, you took us through your healing journey, your weight loss journey. What were some of the tools that you use that you could give Food Heals Nation some insight into if they're trying to overcome some health challenges? Sure. So I think getting a sense of what you and your body need and paying attention to your body is really important. Uh, your body is very smart and has a lot to tell you. And that said, sometimes it's challenging to try to decode that stuff and figure it out. Like it can feel really overwhelming, um, just so much to try to decode. So there's a few things that I think were helpful. First of all, it's just to intuitively start to pay attention to your body, pay attention to how to feel after you eat certain things or after you're around certain people. But there are now, you know, tests. Um, that you can take that can also help you understand some of that on on a level, um, you know, pretty quickly. So I'm a, I'm a fan of like the genetic testing to help you understand what your body needs and wants. Um, mm-hmm. So I have an episode on my podcast where I talk about that. Um, uh, and you know, for me, like when I did that, I'd already kind of figured the stuff out. But if I had done it earlier on, I I, I learned I don't respond well to caffeine. I'm what's called a slow carbohydrate processor. So I don't respond well to a lot of carbs. Um, I'm also very sensitive to sugar. That's literally in my DNA, you know, (laughs) so you can get those results. And the other test that I I think can be very helpful for people because it's not always automatic to figure out is food sensitivity testing to find out what you're reacting to. Because sometimes the things that you react to are not obvious because it takes so long for your body to react. So you might react several days later after you eat something. And so then people are, you know, eating something that they're not aware of is bothering them um, because of that, that lag. Um, So in my case, like I am reactive to turmeric, which is a super antioxidant health food, except for when I eat it. (laughs) I know, because I tried to give you some and you were like, no, I can't have that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And so, you know, that's just it. In that sense, there are no quote unquote health foods. It's really just about you and your body and what you need. Um, So I'm a big fan of these kinds of tests helping you figure that out in addition to just, you know, being intuitive about your eating and, and what you, you need and how you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any other tools that you can give us that you kind of use on a regular basis for continuing to transform and evolve? Yeah, I just ask my angels and spirit guides to give me messages and guidance all the time. And um, one very simple thing you can do, I'm getting that a lot of your listeners are very sensitive and empathic, is you can just check in and tune in for yourself with making decisions and just take a moment to when you're trying to make a decision to see how does this feel in my body? So this could literally be which restaurant to go to, or should I go to Europe or not go to Europe? Or should I, you know, stay friends with this person or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. your, you know, your, your body will communicate with you. Uh, and, and in a sense, like where you go to a restaurant 
for dinner, you know, might not seem like a big deal, but actually there could be really a, a significant. You might get sick or not get sick. You might meet some amazing person or not meet them, you know, <laughs> these kinds of things have potentially a much bigger impact than you might realize. So just paying attention to how you feel. Do you feel energized? Do you feel heavy? Do you feel a pain? Do you feel excited? Like these are all important bits of information. Yeah. And I've been doing this a lot with um, ordering restaurant, ordering in restaurants lately. Mm. So I, it's kind of like intuitive ordering. So I look at what's on the menu and even if you're at like, for me, like I'm vegan. So if I'm at a vegan place and it's got a plethora of options where I can eat anything I want um, and I want to eat everything, I'm like, oh my God, everything sounds so good. Like, what should I have? I, I literally look at it and I ask myself, how does it make me feel in the stomach? And like, sometimes it'll make me feel not so good. So I'm like, that's probably yep. full of gluten or sugar or something that yeah. my body's not wanting to process right now. And so I think it's intuitive ordering, intuitive eating. You can really, really think about something and you can have other people at the table. It's not like you have to sit and meditate on this and be like, oh, how do I no, feel? No, totally. Yeah. It can be fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, how do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? And if you need time to develop it, whatever, go ahead. Um, if mm-hmm. it's just like, what am I going to make to eat for dinner tonight? You can think about it and see what feels in alignment with you. But I've been really, really more in touch with that lately. First, it started with the taste where things would start to literally hit the roof of my mouth and not and and kind of hurt the roof of my mouth. Oh, and I was like, I think these are the, the food sensitivities. And then, you know, that's when I was getting the food sensitivities te- tested for. And I found yeah. out a few of mine. Um, and sensitivities, what I learned from my um, functional medicine doctor, you know, their allergies and sensitivities are quite different. Allergies are usually you have a reaction right away and your body really reacts to it. Where sensitivities, like you said, take a, a longer time for you to feel that or you may feel nothing at all. But you can have the things you're sensitive to in moderation, but that means, you know, every five days, not every five, you know, hours. <laughs> And so it's like with the foods I'm sensitive to, I'll feel something on the top of my, uh, on the top of my mouth if I eat them and it's not in alignment or like I just had it yesterday or something like that. So I really have to be mindful about making sure the foods that I'm sensitive to, I'm having either not at all or in, in real moderation. Totally. Yeah. I, I think it's important to pay attention to that immediate reaction And then also, uh, you know, eliminating things and then kind of reintegrating them and then seeing how you feel. Like um, when I was first figuring out with wheat, I I got the like uh, skin prick test and I didn't react there. So Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I just have an intolerance to it. Um, But clearly I react a lot when I eat it. Um, and then when I got the food sensitivity test, I did react strongly to wheat, um, Mm -hmm. you know, wheat wheat meaning gluten. Um, and then you know, when I, if I have taken a break and then I accidentally eat some wheat, which will happen occasionally at the restaurant, like I get a strong reaction. And I think mm-hmm. my body has been reacting the whole time. It's just like, now it's like, it's not used to it. So it's like a much stronger reaction. Yeah. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> no, I mean, like I've done so much with the food for so long, but I just can't stress it enough how important it is to find out what's right for you. Just like you said, like, okay, turmeric, that's something that is definitely touted as a health food and it has helped hundreds of thousands of people on their healing journeys, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to help everyone. So I find out what, what works for you. Exactly. All our bodies are different. Yeah. Um, And don't try to force it if it's not aligned for you. (laughs) 
I know. I've totally tried to do that. I yeah, mean, there's me some too. Things where you're like, no, this is my favorite food. But also food allergies can come and go over the span of, you know, years and your lifetime. So something that you're sensitive to now, you do an elimination diet, you get healthier, you get cleaner. Sometimes you can reintroduce that food and not have the sensitivity anymore. So there's a lot of um, experimenting on yourself if you're willing and you're not chronically ill. Don't do too much experience experimentation. But if you are healthy, you can experiment and figure out um, the perfect diet for you and reincorporating things once you get your body really clean. Yeah. And one other um, suggestion I want to include just because we're talking about food allergies is there's a acupuncture treatment called NAET. And it's actually a treatment that can eliminate some allergens and not just to food, but other things too. And then there's some things that maybe just are just never going to be lines. Like you can clear your allergic reaction, but maybe it's still just not going to be healthy food for you to eat. But that was really helpful for me. I used to have a lot more allerg- actual allergies and was able to eliminate a lot of them through that treatment. So it is possible. It absolutely is possible. And that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Um, I've had similar experiences, but I think that some practitioners um, have better methods than others. So I think just do your research, see who's in your community, talk to yeah. people who have, um, you know, done done something that you want to do before you just go in blindly, you know. Totally. Yeah. Referrals and recommendations from people are always super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, last question. What would you tell someone who really wants to create the life and business of their dreams? What advice would you give them? I would say start, don't wait. Um, I, I just see so many people waiting and they think, oh, I don't know how to do it or I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. And the truth is, you, d- you don't ever really know till you get started. And then you don't even know what you don't know till you start. <laughs> so it's important to just start and just take baby steps and uh, not be afraid of failure. I mean, I think as adults, it's really easy to just feel, get it caught up in this kind of perfectionism and like, just try to n- not do anything unless we, we know it exactly, or we're doing it exactly right. And, you know, if we did that as children, we would never learn to walk, you know, so it's important mm-hmm. to just keep, keep going for it. Um, don't be overcritical of yourself, you know, learn constantly learn, surround yourself with inspiring people who do know what they're doing, who have that experience. And you can do that through podcasts, through attending conferences, through, you know, meeting cool people. I think all these things are really important. Oh, now I lied because I do have another last question. Okay. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I know for me as a podcaster, um, I really, really learned to own my story, share my story unapologetically. And it has helped me immensely with connecting to people. And I realized that my story can also often help other people heal because wherever we are on our journeys, there's someone that needs to overcome something that maybe we have been through. And so the just the fact that we've been through it can help others give themselves permission to go for it, to try to heal themselves, to try to live their best life. So how is sharing your story, whether it's through books, podcasting, readings, anything that you do, how has that really helped you um, create your dream life? Oh my gosh, so much. I think with being authentic and vulnerable and just sharing whatever has happened with me, it's helped people, you know, feel like they could connect with me and relate and feel better about whatever it is that is going on with them. So for me, being honest about my psychic abilities and experiences 
was really key and important. Um, and hopefully also giving other people the courage to do similar for themselves and just, you know, stepping out and venturing into something unknown or maybe that they don't perceive would be kind of the typical thing in society. And I've noticed a real shift. I, I noticed that there were a lot of people, let's say, I think in my family or maybe like old social contacts that when I started, I think kind of humored me and like tried to be supportive, but they thought I was kind of like wasting my time or maybe just confused or something. And then the <laughs> cool thing is that as things have really started to develop more recently, I've had some, you know, pretty cool things happen. Celebrity clients that I've been booking and I was like, you know, interviewed by Will Ferrell and like, you know, just fun things are, are happening that I've seen people's perspective shift and like realize, oh, this is, you know, something significant that I've been building. Yeah. And I love that you do that. And you have such a lightness about you. Like, I think, you know, listeners can hear that and feel that. And it makes me inspired too, that like, look at everything she's doing. I can do it too. And that's what the power yeah. of sharing our stories can do for people. You exactly. Know? That's my goal. So, it's like, I want everyone to know that whatever, you know, whatever I've created, if I can do it, you can do it too. It's not like <laughs> this exactly. special thing. Yeah. And right. I really do believe a rising tide lifts all ships that we all can, can do this and help each other. Okay. I lied again. Cause I have one more question. What was your favorite part of camp? Oh my God. How can I choose? <laughs> it was amazing. Met so many incredible people. I loved, you know, getting dressed up, just, just a, just incredible experiences. Um, it was very kind of dreamlike, just everyone dressed up and eating this amazing food and seeing, you know, these uh, wonderful creative people just around you. I, it's so hard yeah. to choose. I just, it was wonderful, a life-changing experience. And I definitely plan to go back and already I'm thinking about like, how could I even go back to that part of France again too? <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful. And yeah. I think my favorite part was just being surrounded by creative artists mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, having everyone dressed up and in a good mood and festive and happy and excited. And every, it was just such a creative energy in the air. I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like going back. Anything could happen, and it did in a lot of cases. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Laura. Well, everyone knows where they can find you online because you were on our last two episodes. Yay. But please, just in case, remind everyone where they can find you online and listen to my episode on your podcast. Yes, yes. Healingpowers.net is my psychic and kind of spiritual site. And on there, the podcast page, you can directly link to um, the podcast on all the different platforms. Yes, listen to Allison, listen to your show um, that we just released, which was really fun. And, um, you know, I have a blog, you can also find all my books, I have seven on Amazon, um, just search Laura Powers and Angels or something like that. Uh, and that'll bring it up or you can get, get a link from my site. And I have a new book that I'm um, releasing this year on uh, my work with animals. I can't wait for that one. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's it's such a special thing. <laughs> I know. And the reading that you did for me and for Vince, it was, I mean, so when I listened back to that episode, I was bawling. I can't oh. believe I held it together when you oh. were doing that reading. I was Falling. It was so special. I was really honored to share that with you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I actually got a couple of emails about it where people just said, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. And they just said like Aww. they were crying listening to it. And I was yeah. like, oh, we all <laughs> want to connect with our pets. Oh, so if you want to connect with a pet, call yeah. Laura. 
I would be yeah. so happy to do that. It's, it's, it's such a special bond, you know, p- people and their animals. And yeah, I, I love to um, help in that particular way. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun in Miami. I'll see you in LA sometime soon. (laughs) Okay, amazing. (laughs) Can't wait. I just love Laura's lighthearted approach to life and she's overcome so much and yet still carries herself always with a smile every time I see her. So I hope you got some transformational tools out of that interview. I know I did. I know that she's a master manifestation queen and I, I just doing the three episodes I've done with her now, I've learned so much. And, you know, I was in France with her. She came to Cannes. She was at my film screening. She was at my speaking gig. She was super supportive. Um, she's just an amazing girl. And I think that when you hang out with people that are high vibe and super manifestors, you get more high vibe, you get to manifest more. So always be auditing your friendship circle or who you're spending your time with and who you're giving your energy to, because as I rise, she rises. As she rises, I rise. So we can rise together, but there's also people that will pull your energy down, right? So we want to spend less time with them. And I know it's hard. It could be a family member that you have to spend time with, but it's about surrounding ourselves with the people who are positive and are doing the things that we want to do in the world. And that, that way we all elevate together. So I really hope that you enjoyed our interview with Laura and with Adam. And next up, Susie is here. And Susie and I are talking to Gabby B, Gabby Bernstein, all about her journey and how she designed her dream life and now how she helps others do it too. Roll it, Roxy. She's a New York Times bestselling author, international speaker, and spirit junkie who helps spirit junkies across the world turn their fear into faith and create careers doing what they love. Welcome, Gabby. Welcome, Gabby. Hi, guys. Super happy to be with you. Oh, we're so happy to have you here. So let's start with your personal wellness journey, which I know that you share in your books as well. So everyone go pick up a copy of Spirit Junkie. You will learn all of this. But Gabby, how did you get started? I have been on this path uh, as a self-proclaimed spirit junkie for 12 years now, almost 12 years now. And it all began when I hit my own bottom at the age of 25. I had a quarter life crisis where I, I, I really did hit a big bottom. I was at the time running my own PR business where I represented nightclubs and restaurants. And I was living a very fast paced city lifestyle that led me down some pretty dark roads. And I had always had sort of a bit of an addictive personality and I was running from a lot of fear as we all do. And we all have our own unique ways of dealing with that fear. And for me, it was a lot of forms of running, whether it be through relationships or workaholism. And eventually it led to drug addiction and alcoholism, which by the grace of God really helped me hit my knees and, and hit bottom when I was 25 years old. Mm -hmm. And in that bottom was a great awakening for me. And it was the time where I looked at my life and decided that that was not the path that I was meant to be on. And I made a commitment to get sober uh, in October of 2005 and very quickly started to return to my spiritual faith and create and establish a spiritual connection of my own understanding. And in that experience of, of, of returning to my beliefs of spirituality and healing myself physically and emotionally, I began to 
get very clear that it was part of my life's mission to share what I was experiencing and learning. And very quickly, I started I started giving talks and coaching people and just just really getting getting out there very publicly about what I was going through. And little did I know that would become my career, uh, although it happened very fast. Um, but I, I think it was almost like it was it was just just saying yes to that calling. The desire to do something propels you forward, and all that you need is around you and established for you when you're in that kind of momentum. And that was the case for me. So I was so excited and inspired by everything that I was learning and experiencing on my own that I had to share it with others. So Gabby, do you think that that was part of your soul contract or part of what you were meant to experience in order that you could heal yourself and then help heal others? Absolutely. I, I believe in, and Allison knows this, and she's been one of my students for a long time. I mean, I believe that it's our stories that heal and that it's our transformational stories of where we were, what happened and how we got to this place of resurrection, for lack of a better word, that heal other people. And so I would, I look back very fondly on all of the discomfort in my life. And I recognize the wounds as the awakening and the lessons as my great expertise. If I had not gone through these difficult times, whether it be healing addiction or healing from trauma or healing from workaholism and just going through these different thresholds of discomfort and coming out the other side, I may not be able to teach with it with the level of authenticity that I can teach with. So I don't look back on my discomfort with anything but gratitude. And can I ask you what it was when you hit bottom that brought you up? Because I, I don't even know. I know when I hit bottom and I don't even know how I came out of it, but I know I did. And I would love to hear like how you articulate what happened. Was it a spiritual awakening? Well, ultimately it was the combination of the desire to change, which is the really the invitation. Mm -hmm. So you ask when you want something to change, you ask, you're sending out a message, you're sending out a a universal memo. Hey, I need to do things differently. Help me. (laughs) And then with that desire to change a commitment and that level of commitment and, and and a level of receptivity as well, because ultimately that whenever we say the words, there has to be a better way. Or in my case, I need a miracle, which is literally (laughs) the words I use. We will always receive an answer, but it's our commitment and our willingness to receive that is required of us to actually be led and take the actions that are being presented to us. So when we ask, we will always receive the answers but it's our responsibility to take action from a place of listening. Oh my God, tweet that Food Heals Nation. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even repeat it. It was so good. Go back and tweet that to at Gabby Bernstein. And so you've really turned your pain into your purpose. And now you're helping other people do that. That's what, you know, Spirit Junkie Masterclass is all about and what you're really empowering people like us to do. How can we turn our pain and turn our trauma into something greater and transform it? I believe that first it comes down to accepting and honoring your wounds, just honoring the discomfort that's happened in your life and honoring all that you've been through and seeing that discomfort and the, and the obstacles as the opportunities to grow and learn and to really shift and become wiser and to become an expert in your own healing. And when you accept those uncomfortable experiences, whether it be a physical diagnosis or 
a traumatic event or an addiction, that you can come out of those experiences witnessing the discomfort as the awakening, as the breaking point, as the place where the light enters you, as Rumi says, that the wound is the place where the light enters you. And really owning that and really accepting that. And so when you see your discomfort from a place of purpose, you start to bring purpose to, not to the pain, but you bring purpose to the outcome, you bring purpose to the, to the journey, then you can step out of it and see that there was great meaning in all that you've been through. And you can be grateful for your path. And most importantly, you can use it to be of service to others. I love that so much, Susie. I feel like she's channeling you right now. She always, Susie always says, it's your sacred wound. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and, and Gabby, actually, I was going to ask a question. I'm like, no, she just answered it. (laughs) I was like, just listen. And I, because I am myself, am practicing listening more deeply, active listening on many levels. And what I was going to ask is like, so what if you, I've had some experiences, Gabby, where I, I have heard that before. I have read that before. I know about sacred wounds. I know that like the places that you are broken are where you can grow the most or you can mm-hmm. and can, you can help other people that either are going to deal with that or have dealt with that. And some of them, I have, some of these experiences I struggle with because I'm like, God, that really freaking sucked. And I get resistance to accepting that I can learn from that experience or that I can own it and accept it i get i get resistance well to look it. you're like what the fuck was the purpose of that yes let's be honest <laughs> yes. yes yeah yeah it's easy to have that resistance like why now why do i have to go through this and and then there's some circumstances in life that are so devastating like the loss of a loved one or something that you just can't get your head around but we have choices in life and we can, we can choose to perceive our circumstances as an opportunity to grow or we can choose to perceive our circumstances as an opportunity to stay stuck. And so I've chosen growth. You guys have chosen growth. You wouldn't be doing this work if you haven't. And, and I believe anyone listening to this show has chosen growth because they wouldn't be interested in this content if they hadn't. So it, it's not that we can change necessarily the experiences that we have, but we can change our experience of our experiences. And that happens through the choices that we make in our perceptions. Are we going to choose to perceive our world through the lens of growth? Are we going to choose to be blocked and stay stuck and be in fear? These are choices we have to make daily, where every day we're we're faced with more reasons, more resistance, more, more feelings of fear and discomfort, and more obstacles. And it's our choice to, to show up for them with an attitude of, of appreciation and an attitude of grace or show up for them with more fear. I'm so glad you brought this up. And I just want to say uh, for where I'm at right now, it is a daily choice. Every day I have to choose growth. And there are some days where I choose to stay stuck and I start blaming the world and I start blaming whoever and my life is annoying me at the moment, my client, my husband, whatever. Okay. And I'm choosing in that moment to stay stuck because I'm deciding external circumstances are creating my current reality. And that is not the truth. And I know that, but I still sometimes fall victim to it. So I have to more often than not choose growth than being stuck. And that's a choice I make every day. And one day I'll get to Gabby level where I choose growth every day. <laughs> well, I have to say, I have been listening to Gabby's audiobook, The Universe Has Your Back. Love it. Which I love, which I felt resistant to, of course. Because I wouldn't stop <laughs> talking about it because I was obsessed No. With it. <laughs> well, first of all, the title, Gabby, I have to say, I feel like you wrote that title specifically for me. So thank mm-hmm. you. Um, because that is something that I struggle with, choose, uh, literally choosing faith over fear. 
Yeah. Um, and this ties into what I was just saying earlier. Certain experiences have left me where I'm just like, man, you know, sometimes I don't have that faith. But there's a few things that, a few lines that, that you read so beautifully in your book. Choose joy. Choose that moment of joy. You can choose joy. It's a choice. Yeah. Even when you're stuck. Gabby's the, the example of stuck in traffic. As well as like, uh, this one I also really loved. If you're stuck in the dark, grab a flashlight. I'm paraphrasing it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought those were great. Um, so just, yeah, just like you were talking about, it's like you can choose that. Even when you're mad, you can still have your anger. You can choose mm-hmm. that joy on top of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been really um, taken aback and, and humbled by the work of Abraham Hicks. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Esther Hicks and the work that she does with the, with the Abrahams. And the work is all the law of attraction work, and it's just all about taking ownership of the world that we're creating. A, a lot of it is infused in, in what I've been teaching for a decade and, and the work that's in the book and, and all of my books. But I've been taking it to the next level lately, and a lot of it to me is just like really making our happiness our priority and making our, our good feeling energy the most important priority. Every day we're given reasons to be taken out. Silly things, right? Like today I um I do like a like a blood work test for life for a life insurance policy, right? Uh-huh. And they come over to your house and you're not supposed to eat anything before you take the blood work. And I took like I drank my shake or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I drank my shake and I might have even had like a bulletproof coffee or something in the morning. <laughs> and my cholesterol levels, which never in my a million years were we have never been an issue, came back like a little bit on a higher side. Hmm. Nothing like overly alarming, but high enough that I'm gonna go get it retested. And I'm like almost 99% confident that this was like just drinking like butter before they took yeah. it. <laughs> Hot butter. Exactly. Mm. Um, but like, but like it literally put me into a tailspin in my head. You know what I mean? Why do I have high cholesterol? But like going crazy. And I had like, I had been, ta- it takes me out even, even with all these tools. So I, I say that to your listeners because like I've been teaching spiritual principles for a, over a decade. I've written six books on the topic of ch- how to change your perceptions. And I can still get taken out with like a faulty blood test, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it is a real blood test, like I, that still shouldn't take me out. You know, it should be, it should be solution oriented and focusing on my wellness rather than illness, right? But it's very easy even for the teacher to be taken out. And so I just want to be like really like really honor everyone for where they are on their journey and just to respect that that every day there's different obstacles that throw us into terror and fear and 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 like scary scary outcomes in our minds and it's really our job to maintain a strong spiritual foundation in order to stay steady amongst these difficult things that show up in the world especially just even being alive at this time just turning on the news and seeing what's happening in the world it's a big job to stay on top of our vibration and this is what I love about you over a lot of other um, spiritual teachers or gurus or what have you and why I'm your dedicated student it's because of exactly that you came to LA and you did a talk there and I volunteered and you walked in on stage and you're about to give this like beautiful spiritual talk and you told the truth that you when you came in you were like this is a fucking shit show. Why are there people in cars everywhere? Like, it's real. It's honest. And how you had to get over that in that moment to get up on stage. And then you told us about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'd rather tell you about it. And I think that that's another really great tool, actually, is just acknowledging your shadow actually brings it to the light. So Mm. by saying it out loud, right, just bringing light to it by bringing it to the surface. And 
you know, that is probably one of the most transformational tools I could offer you guys today. Because when we keep it to ourselves and we're in the shame and the silence of our own discomfort, it emanates from our physical vibration and people can feel it anyway. So you might as well just say it. This is what's up for me right now. And I mean, listen, if I can say these things in front of 500 to 1,000 people just or right now on this podcast of thousands of people, you know, here's how I screw up. Here's how I detour into fear. Then you can say it to your, your husband or your sister or your coworker, you know, and just bring your shadows to the light. And speaking of transformational tools, you've got your free video series and the first video came out on Tuesday. Your second video came out today, Yes, which you can watch at foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby. So Gabby, what was the inspiration behind the free video series? So, you know, I've, I've been in this field for a long time, as you know, and I've been the witness of a lot of amazing people like you, Allison, and like both of you, actually. It's like seeing so many people having their own personal transformations, whether it be through food or whether it be through spiritual awakening where they're realizing, okay, wait, my pain, my pain doesn't have to be a sentence. My pain can actually be my purpose. And I can really turn it into a mission-driven life that I want to live. And many people have also been called to bring those principles into their careers. And so I started to see this happening around me and I wanted to create a training to help people gain the confidence and take action and clear any blocks to abundance yeah. and to really learn how to get their message out in a very meaningful way. The first video is um, the three steps to own your confidence and get into action right now. And the second video is about the three major blocks to your abundance and how you can fix them. And then the third video is really all about how you can stand out and make an impact doing the things that you love. And so I've got this real passion for helping people bring more purpose into their lives, whether it be their personal lives or their career, and really owning their confidence so that they can start to do the thing that they've been dreaming of. These are really important topics to me, and I brought them to life in this gorgeous training. It's like three 20 to 30 minute videos that you just get to just enjoy and to begin to step into that action right away. So I'm glad that you guys are sharing that. Thank you for that. Of course. I mean, it really, really has helped me and changed my perspective that, you know, there's a lot of fear about doing what you love and getting paid for it. And yes, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so Food Deals Nation, if you're listening to this and you're like, I feel that just like Susie just, you know, articulated, she feels that it is our responsibility to give our gifts to the world, to tell our stories. Gabby, can you talk a little bit about that and why it is not okay to accept money for our gifts? It is imperative. It's imperative, right? Yeah. Well, look, you know, if I hadn't, let me give you just as an example. Like if I hadn't accepted a book advance and written the book Spirit Junkie, hundreds of thousands of people would not be sober today because I accepted that this was work I needed to do. I accepted a book advance to do that work. I accepted abundance to get that book out on a book tour. And I made it my mission. And that book amongst all of my books, I believe have helped people change their lives. But that one in particular has saved lives. It's, you know, I, I see people at every single talk I give, I'd say at least 5%, 10% of the audience will come up to me during the book signing and say, spirit junkie got me sober. I'm alive today because of it. So let's 
let's get real here, right? It's like the stories that we tell, the work that we're doing is not just inspiring people, but in some cases saving lives. And I know you guys are doing the same in the work that you're doing. And so when you start to just adjust your focus and give people support and tell your story, you can change someone's life. And so this becomes not just about how can I have this like really fun career and how can I feel like I'm being seen and heard, but much more about how can I be of service in a way that's going to have a really big impact on the world and, and, a, and a world that's suffering and a world that's traumatized and a world that's unwell and a world that needs more transformational teachers and leaders. And if we don't accept the abundance that we deserve for that type of work, then we can't do that type of work. So you have to be unapologetic about your abundance. Oh, I have chills. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really nice feedback loop here on this on this podcast. I like you guys. <laughs> well, you know I'm your spirit junkie soul sister. I'm like, give me more Gabby. Like <laughs> I am your avatar. Like I am the person that will follow everything avatar. you do. <laughs> also, that's adorable. Well, well this is uh, this is something that I personally have struggled with myself in accepting abundance for my talents. I always mm-hmm. I I think there was some sort of programming running through my head. Where if I was good enough, it would just happen. And if it didn't happen, then I wasn't good enough. And I've had a lot of meditations and journalings about that very kind of thought process. And like, mm-hmm. why is that in my head? I want to do what I enjoy. I watched a father work a job that he always said he never liked. And so that kind of threw me to go to my edge and, so, and say, no, I am going to be brave and I'm going to choose something that I really enjoy. And then when it didn't show up in the way I thought it would, doubted it and thought, well, maybe I'm not meant to do this for mm-hmm. money. Maybe I'm not meant to. Maybe I'm not good enough. Who am I? Yeah. 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 And all of that is always based on the stories that we hear and we experience as children. It's just always the case. You know, it's like we get these stories from our family and our parents and they become ingrained in our being and our and our belief systems. And it's our job to have a quantum shift around those stories because ultimately and inevitably they will become our stories and then we have to grow into them and accept that they are what we've attracted them because we chose them and we accepted them as our own and then we have to do our part to change them and that takes effort and that takes a lot of a lot of work it's a huge topic i've taken on in my bigger training the spirit junkie masterclass is a huge topic of helping people here that heal their financial fears because it's something that holds people back from sharing their gifts and 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 serving in a bigger way and so there's there's a lot of specific steps to take in claiming your abundance and changing your story your financial story and so the free video series has launched video number 1 is about the three steps to own your confidence and get into action video number Number two is discovering the major blocks to your abundance, how to fix them. And then next week is video three, discover the number one way to stand out and make an impact doing what you love. I love all of these topics, by the way. Can you give us a preview of what people will learn? Absolutely. So this video is beautiful. I mean, it's all about really gaining that greater sense of awareness of your confidence and understanding where your confidence truly lies. And it's helping people connect to their purpose and they'll teach you how to to really own your own transformational experience and how to put that out in a authentic way. And I'm going to reveal my three steps to truly owning your confidence. And that is a, a step-by-step process in really stepping in and claiming your voice and really owning your voice really accepting your own transformational experience as your expertise. 
I think a lot of people see these experiences that they have as just something that happened to them. But actually, these experiences that we have make us an expert in that area because we've gone through them, whether it be, you know, we healed, like this summer, I healed my acid reflux. And I walk, literally, I could walk around like I am an expert in healing acid reflux. If anyone has a problem, which maybe people are listening, they do, I'm happy to share some tips today. But literally, like, I, I believe I'm an expert because I suffered and severely suffered with gastritis and acid reflux and I healed it and I'm free of it now. And so I can say safely that I'm, I know more about this than my doctor, <laughs> you know, my doctor's like, you need to write a book about this, you know, because I just, I really, I really lived it. So by living these experiences makes us an expert in these areas. And I believe that not necessarily that we could be like a heart surgeon tomorrow, but, but in general, when we go through something, we can share about it with, with a lot of authenticity and confidence. And that's where that confidence begins to become our own. story that I'm obsessed with. Susie, have you gotten to this part in the universe has your back about the owl? No. Okay. Gabby, would you give us a little teaser about the owl and how it helped you find your home? And then I will tell you how I'm using the owl in my own life. And I see owls everywhere now. Oh, good. Good. Um, so the home that I'm selling this week, actually, I, I went into contract with that house. I bought a new house. I like sold the other one so quickly. Lots of lots of good magic around that house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I manifested this home. I found this home. Um, and there's a whole pre-story. You got to read the book to get the whole story. I was really struggling towards the time of closing on the house. This is the first house my husband and I had ever purchased. And we were kind of challenged by it. And we were feeling like, anxious and nervous. And so I started asking for a sign to tell me that this was my home. I asked for an owl and in the book, I'm not going to give it all away, but the owl showed up in the most magnificent mind blowing ways that it would make a believer out of anyone. Yes. So, yeah. So I mean, people love that chapter because it gives you so much hope and it gives you so much faith in the universe. And my story is your story. Once you start asking for a sign, you begin to receive the guidance that you ask for. That was my experience. And I continue to get those signs every day. And even today, like something very funny happened where I was like stressing out about the the like blood results. And like five minutes later, I get an email from my publishers introducing me to that guy, Anthony Williams, the medical medium. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, I've been wanting to talk to him for so long. It was like the universe just hooked me up. It's like, here I am freaking out about something health related that like, I can't even control and who knows if it's even an issue because I drank butter before my test. So, you know, <laughs> then the universe is like, bam, here's the medical medium to come talk to you. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just, I had to look at those moments and, and like not laugh at the timing and just be like, this is divine. Like these things do not accommodate sooner than they need to. Yeah. And yeah. just accepting, accepting the grace of it all. So Food Heals Nation, read The Universe Has Your Back. You can also listen to it like Susie and I did on, you know, your iPhone or what kind, whatever kind of phone you have on your computer. And you'll hear the owl story. And it's really just about asking for a sign and then receiving that sign. And so since reading that book, I've been asking for my owl. 
And I told Dan, my husband, about the owl. Now we freaking see owls everywhere, okay? We see owls at the airport. We see owls in Las Vegas. <laughs> like, it's crazy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and we've used other symbols as well. And so now I've asked for feathers, all these other things. And I see them. And I'm like, oh, my God, it works. So it made a believer out of me. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun chapter. I think people will really appreciate it. Yay. Okay. So let's end on a little bit more about Spirit Junkie Masterclass and what you've created for spiritual entrepreneurs. We've got this free training coming up. I think that that's definitely the greatest way to start and kind of get an introduction. And it's out today, as you mentioned. So really gaining the confidence and stepping into your abundance and getting your your word out and really learning how to be seen and heard with the great work that you're here to share. And then as you've gone through my actual Spirit Junkie Masterclass training, which is a training for people who identify as mindful, wellness, spiritual entrepreneurs who want to really get, elevate their, their confidence and live their purpose and be abundant doing the work that they feel moved by. And that is a, a huge part of my mission is to really uh, empower healers and leaders and and coaches and yogis and, and wellness gurus and people like you guys just doing this amazing wellness work in the world to just get to just empower people like yourselves to just get out and continue to do work just like this. Just get the message out, be unapologetic about it, earn for it, make it your mission and be really proud of the, the, the stance and the choices that you make in your life. And so that's, that's what the masterclass, the spirit junkie masterclass is all about. And I think the best way for somebody to begin to learn these lessons is to go to that URL that you mentioned and check out the free videos and really just dive in today and get more from me. There's more than just this brilliance about acid reflux, you all. <laughs> really? <laughs> there's, a, there's so much more. I'm not just an expert at acid reflux. <laughs> I know. Well, today we've only scratched the surface. So I know that there's so much more that you teach because I've been your student for over a year now. And, you know, years before that, just reading your books. And then I found Spirit Junkie Masterclass last year, last summer, about a year ago. And that started another journey for myself in terms of another level of healing myself, another level of healing my trauma, another level of realizing and understanding that my trauma and my story is here to heal and help others. And it's my responsibility to talk about it. And it's my responsibility to go out into the world and help people. It's not just a dream or something to go, oh, can I make money doing this? I'm scared. It's no, you have to. And you have to stop doing everything else that's not serving you or serving the world. So that was my lesson from Spirit Junkie Masterclass and many more, of course, but it's a good one. The main one. It's a big one. So go to foodhealsnation.com to get your free video, The Three Steps to Own Your Confidence and Get Into Action Now. And then there'll be two more videos, The Three Major Blocks to Your Abundance and How to Fix Them. The video number three is the number one way to stand out and make an impact doing what you love, which I feel like that's what Spirit Junkie Masterclass 1 and 2 were all about for me. And Gabby, let's just talk about the judgment detox. Tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up. Mm, Yeah. So this is my next book. It'll be out in January, I believe, if not sooner. Judgment Detox, and the subtitle is Release the Beliefs that Hold You Back from Living a Better Life. Couldn't be more clear. So I'm very, very proud of this book. It's an extremely important message that has to come out right now 
at this time. Uh, we're living in very divisive times where it's required of us to begin to recognize the weights that we judge. I judge every day, far and wide, but I also know how to heal it. And I practice the principles that I preach every single day. And as a result of practicing those principles, I live a much, much happier life. I loved writing this book. I wrote this book in four months. In the four months that I wrote it, it felt so wonderful mm-hmm. to just be in the truth of that of that book. So great. Beautiful. So look for the Judgment Detox coming out hopefully in January. If you're looking for some great reading right now, my two favorites are Spirit Junkie, Add More Ink to Your Life, three favorites, and the universe has your back. Gabby's got many more bestsellers, so check them out. Gabby, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Such a wonderful time to be with you. All right, Food Heals Nation, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our interviews with Adam, Laura, and Gabby, who are all manifesting machines, and I hope you learned some tools, transformational tools to design your dream life. Don't forget to go to foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby. Get on the list to be the first to know when Spirit Junkie Masterclass goes live. And you can watch the first two videos in Gabby's free training. Susie, did you like the first one? I love this video. It's called The Three Steps to Own Your Confidence and Get Into Action Now. And who doesn't need help with confidence? I think we could all use a little bit. We all could. And I've struggled with that as well. Um, Throughout my life, this has been kind of an up and down where I'm like uber confident. And then I'm like, who am I? But I truly, truly believe that if we believe fully in who we are and just stop giving so many fucks, okay, about what anyone else thinks, <laughs> that is when we shine. And that's when we overcome. And that's when we can have the shift and take our lives to the next level. Yeah. And I think it's also just a matter of being human. Like everybody, I think, goes through that up and down with their confidence. For sure. And I think you heal it when you get to that point of where, yeah, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> so to quote true. you. You can quote me anytime. <laughs> These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. (laughs) 